Welcome to Greener Fields with me, your host, Hannah Nash. Here, I'll be chatting with people all around the world about the realities of life in your 20s and 30s, especially regarding what life is like living in Ireland or abroad. The good, the bad, the funny and the ugly, and everything else in between to help you decide whether the grass is always greener on the other side or just greener wherever you water it. Enjoy! Aoife, you are very welcome to Greener Fields. How are you getting on? Yeah, this is so weird. I'm like a little bit nervous now that I've actually recorded. <laughs> are you? I am good. Listen, do not be nervous. I think everyone, everyone is a little bit at the start, but it's just we're here to listen about your story and to see kind of what you've been at the last couple of years and where you're kind of hoping to go and everything else in between. Um, but before we get started and all that good stuff, would you mind telling me a little bit about yourself for those who may not know you? So um my name's Eva Wynn. Um I'm 27. Um, originally from Dublin. Um, I play Gaelic football. I did my undergrad in health and performance science and then went on to do a master's in nutrition over in Glasgow for a year. Um, and now I'm in London working as a health coach. And we know each other from football in GA. Shout out to Kula GA. Yeah, classic. <laughs> shout, out to, shout out to those girls. But yeah, like you said, there is, there's so much we're going to get on um, talking a little bit about it. Obviously, we've gone back quite a while we've known each other for for a good couple of years now I actually mm-hmm. can't imagine the counting but a good couple of years now five or six <laughs> years. um and yeah there's so much that I know of your story but also so much that I'm really looking forward to kind of delving a little bit into surrounding the topic of traveling and emigrating and everything like that mm-hmm. so I guess kind of somewhere where I love to start is talking a little bit about your first experience or memory of travel um, and I guess your association with ever leaving Ireland or home and whether that was something maybe you always wanted to do or something that kind of you grew into over time. Mm-hmm. Yeah um, to be fair like I'm very lucky my parents like everywhere they went they brought us with them so like I was a very well-traveled kid and mm-hmm. um, so I've been all over the place but to me that was just kind of the norm like we didn't have like a a holiday destination like we didn't have a place well we had a place in Donegal but like we didn't have a place abroad so like my mom and dad generally tried somewhere new um which was amazing for us like I'm so so grateful for it now like we they brought us to Egypt which when I think back is mad bringing kids to Egypt like um but it's not necessary it's something that's ingrained in me now because I'm so used to like my parents doing it and then obviously when you get a bit older like our friends like as soon as we got into college it was the classic you know we went interrailing in the summer and then the following year we went to Thailand did a bit bit of Vietnam um, and then I obviously when I went to do my master's I chose to go over to Glasgow Um, I think I just kind of wanted a bit of a change I think like when I think back I was only thinking about this before I came on Um, when I did my undergrad like I was in UCDs and now that I know a lot of girls that live outside of Dublin like through football and stuff I just feel like I I never got the same college experience as everyone else. Um, like, you know yourself, you obviously went to Waterford and stuff. But like, because I was living in South Dublin, went to college in South Dublin, it restricted me in the people that I was hanging out with and the things that I did. I was like, uh, I think a lot more, I don't know, I guess a bit more self-conscious. Like they always tell you to join clubs and stuff when you go into college. But I was like, nah, I'm not doing that. Like, I'm not going to get involved in that, which is so ridiculous. And my mum, if she hears this, she'll listen to this and be like, I bloody told you so. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think I kind of like the full college experience by being 
UCD because I stayed in my comfort zone of like my friends from school, which was great. And we had a great time and stuff. But just when I hear other stories of other people's college experiences and they would like go back in a heartbeat, I'm kind of like, oh no, like it was good. But like, I, I'm not, I wouldn't be pushed to go back. And um, so, yeah, when I was finishing up my degree, I was like, I was convinced I wanted to do nutrition. Um, and I was like, you know what, I'm actually going to get out of here and see if I can go somewhere else. But at the same time, I was a bit of a baby and I didn't want to go somewhere mad. Like I didn't do, we had the option to do Erasmus in our course. Um, and I didn't go for it for a couple of reasons. So one, I didn't want to put in because my course is only three years. So if you want to do Erasmus in the second year, you have to do well in your first year in like your grades. And I had no intentions of doing that. Like I did not want to work hard in first year. Um, and I also just didn't think that I wanted to go. Like you could have gone to a couple of the girls went to Australia. Someone went to America. Like there was great options, but um, I just, I never did that. So I wanted to go somewhere that was kind of similar enough to home. So Scotland seemed like a good shape. Um, and yeah, so I got accepted in there. And then funny enough, two people from my undergrad who I would have been friendly with as well also got um, accepted um, so they came over to uh, Scotland with me, same university, doing the same course, um, which was a really nice home comfort. <laughs> but again, looking back, I think I fell back into a comfort zone again. Like I started off being like, I'm going to join this. I'm going to go off and just like mingle with a bunch of other people while still staying friends with them, of course. But I think I just got into that idea that I, which I wouldn't really do now, but that classic idea of FOMO, I'd be like, oh, well, like if they're going out with college people, then if I went out with tennis people, then I'd miss that and that kind of thing. Um, so I joined tennis over there um, met some really nice people. But I just, again, I think I just kind of fell into a comfort zone a bit. Um, but yeah, I guess that's kind of how I've sort of, part of why I've ended up in London as well. Sorry, I'm going on an absolute tangent here. I can't even remember what you asked me. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we love tangents on the podcast because it just means that we're just take, picking up so much. But, you know, obviously, <laughs> obviously something changed in you. So you originally, um, you know, like you said, you, you basically went in a walking distance from school to college um, and stayed in kind of routine, stayed doing the same things. And then it was, I guess, sometime in college um, that you were kind of like, actually I do kind of want to, to to venture out and I do want to change the scenery and I and I do want to make that leap though you weren't fully convinced that you wanted something completely different it was something that must have shifted in you that was like actually it's time to to see something different or to try something different do you know exactly what that was or do you think it was just an age thing or an independence thing that made you say let's do this master's and let's do it away from home yeah, I don't actually know 100% what it was. I just know that I wanted a bit more of an experience. Um, I guess that's kind of the only way I can put it. I was just kind of like, I just need some kind of change. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think once I actually went and did it, like I, it was it was really easy for me to go and do. Whereas like, I think I almost took a step backwards after I did the master's and came home. And not in the sense that like, I love, I think part of the reason as well is that like everyone says there's a bit of a South Dublin bubble and I absolutely love South Dublin you know that I like it's such a stunning area it's and I probably will come back and settle there but it there is a South Dublin bubble it is I did feel quite sheltered mm-hmm. um and I think the only way for me to like get a bit of independence and kind of you know better experiences in life was to kind of go away um and when I came back like I was <laughs> 
again, like I did the master's being like, I'm going to be a nutritionist. This is exactly what I want to do. And uh, went and did the master's thinking I might go into dietetics afterwards. But as soon as I'd finished studying, I was like, oh, no, I'm out of here. I cannot be arsed to study again. Like I'm done with it. Um, so I came home and was just like, I need to earn money. Like I just want to work and like live a little bit. Because like I said, I think I'd restrict myself a good bit over there. And like I was back probably nearly once a month because I was going out with someone at the time who was in Dublin. So I was coming back and forth and I just wasn't fully immersing myself in the place. Um, so when I came back, I was just like, I want money and I want to just kind of figure out where I'm going. Because after the Masters, I think it became very clear that I was like, I actually have no idea what I want to do. Um, and I think that's huge as well. Like there's so much pressure around that age. And even now, like at 27, there's still that external pressure of being like where you should go next. Like what's the next step in your career kind of thing. Um, but honestly, I think when I got back, I got a job in the cafe in Mugs. Obviously, you know it well. Um, but that is actually probably one of the best things that I've done. Because I think a lot of the reason I've kind of ended up the way that I have now is that I was working with like when I my first like year or two there um I was working with such great people such great girls like they're so fun um but they had such a different perspective they weren't like they didn't go to college and like go and be doctors and lawyers they were actors and singers and you know um they're all yoga teachers and none of them were like really like they were all career driven in the sense that they were like I really want to do this but they weren't career driven in the sense that it wasn't the that kind of classic paved out path that's everyone talks about all the time that you should go go to college go to school go to college get a master's get a job and that's the rest of your life and that's how it stays and um, they were kind of like working in the cafe while doing another job and kind of still figuring stuff out but like all very content in the way they were doing it and they just gave me this really fresh perspective on life completely and how it could be and they just had this really like healthy way of living and like we always got up when we did the sunrise swims before work and like stuff like that it just it, it it kind of just changed my outlook on the way that I wanted to do things so I think I spent a lot of time just just living those two years basically just like actually just living day to day and like getting fit and I joined back to Kula in that period of time as well I joined back to football because I obviously hadn't played in like nine years and um, decided to join back like in that period when I was working in the cafe um, I just kind of got my headspace a bit more in check. And then when it kind of came down to it, I was getting stressed again about that external pressure of like where I should be and what I should be doing. And I was like, oh crap. Like I had my parents obviously being like, you know, you're not, are you going to leave yet? When are you leaving mugs? When are you leaving mugs? And like everyone that knows me knows the more someone says something to me, the, the less likely I am to do it. Like I'm, like that teenage rebellion kicks in. Like it took me so long to learn how to drive because my parents just kept telling me to drive. Um, but yeah, it was in the back of my head and I was kind of trying to figure out like what that might be for me. Um, and I was talking to a girl I know um, from Kula actually as well. And she gave me some really good advice. She was, she was working for... Um, an eating disorder organization she was just like follow the things that you enjoy just gra- and you'll you'll gravitate towards the things you'll th- th- if you gravitate towards the things that you're interested in you'll eventually find where you need to be mm-hmm. and like it sounds really airy fairy but like she's she was so right like I was like okay it took it took pressure off me and um, I did like a little bit of volunteering and then 
I was like, okay, I, I'm, I'm, I'm finished with cafe. It's time to move on a bit. And I like bit the bullet and booked a trip to Central America. Um, one of my friends had done it um, and she, she went with like a travel group, but she, she had the best time ever. She's like, she's, she's a big traveler. Like she's been all over the place and really good for like booking trips. And she was like, just do it. Just like book the trip and it'll, it'll be great. Like it won't be, it's not as scary as you think. Um, so it was six weeks and I was going to do that and as soon as I think I booked it in February and I was absolutely delighted with myself because I was like this is such a big deal like I'm going on my own even though it was like with a tour group but I was like this is wild my dad was like oh my god this is terrifying and I was like no it'll be great and then obviously March came along COVID hit pandemic all cancelled and I was back to you know working in the cafe for a bit so um, it's been then it's been a lot you've been on like yeah such a that was just you know deciding to go away for for your master's and then it coming back and you know I think it's really interesting what you said there about the kind of fresh perspective you got from working in the cafe and sometimes we feel that to go to get this fresh perspective we have to go to the other side of the world or we have to uh, have a complete personality shift or do some like big long deep dark meditation or things like that it's like very often getting a fresh perspective and this would be my experience as well is way more accessible than we think right now and you had that capacity to get that fresh perspective coming back from your master's you know within 10 minutes of where you were living and you got this and you had done your your master's you had done the volunteering you were hoping to then um you know go travel you had the flights booked and like so many other people they were cancelled and they weren't just cancelled for a couple of weeks they were fully cancelled for a couple of years and mm-hmm. you were then finding yourself in a situation where you were working back in or back still in mugs back in Dublin your plans and your expectations of where you thought you would be after all these questionings changed they had to there was no other thing how did you find yourself in that moment trying to then like once again for the a billion time and we probably never stop wondering what's next how did you where did you go from there yeah I think when (laughs) when the pandemic hit and those like that trip got cancelled I was just like oh for the love of god because I was like of course it's the one time that I actually just threw out of like my savings because I'm such a saver and my mum said it she's like you're working 60 hours a week you're not even spending money on anything and then I finally was like I'm just gonna throw it all at this trip and it just kind of got pulled away I was like oh Jesus Christ of course it did like so typical and it's such a first world problem like it's ridiculous but I was just like a part of me was slightly relieved because I was like I booked it so I am brave enough to do it but it doesn't mean I actually have to go like it sounds ridiculous but like you do get that kind of like oh okay um and yeah I guess like the lockdown was different for everyone I actually I was off work for the first I think six weeks um before I went back and it was it was tough but like I actually was one of the people that actually and like I weirdly enjoyed it like I think the time to myself and the time outdoors and just like walking and exercising and stuff just really suited me for a bit mm-hmm. um and it gave me a chance like everything slowing down just gave me a chance to kind of I guess like look into the it took the pressure off looking into the future because I couldn't do anything so like I had no choice so I could be googling stuff and I could be like I'm doing something but I'm not actually doing anything because I can't do anything um so massively took that pressure off but it also gave me like an opportunity to like again I gravitated towards things that I like doing so like we did the like the the fundraiser in Kula the the running and stuff and I went around like getting 
money, a sponsorship for that. And with the deliveries to the elderly with my wheels and all those kind of things. And I was like, this is this is actually really lovely. Like I'm really enjoying this. Um and then I guess like when I got back into working in the cafe then, it was fine for like a month or two. It was like kind of enjoyable. Um because it was pretty lax and like you just wanted to see I want I just wanted to see people at that stage like I just want to see other humans like it didn't matter if they were my friends it was like the regulars coming into the coffee shop that I knew um but I was put on the other side of the road like if you you obviously know the dynamic but I was put on the other side of the road on my own like handing sandwiches out the window mm-hmm. so, um but like someone came over I was like hi hi how action um and then oh, after a while though I was just like I was meant to leave this job and like it just stopped being fun for me like I was just done with it um and it's it's no one's like it's not the job itself like it's a it's the cafe jobs are great they're really really fun but I think I had just had my time there mm-hmm. um and it really really was starting to get to me I was getting really down um and then at this stage I had moved out as well so I moved into the apartment in Dunleary which was a, a class it was an unbelievable find like I got really really lucky um like looking over the sea it was amazing I could walk to work like I was near my family obviously um and it wasn't like mad expensive or anything like that and the girls that I moved in with I didn't know them before and they're some of my best mates now like they're it was really really good experience but I did like a Pilates course being like okay maybe I'll be a Pilates teacher and then as soon as I did that I was like nah um and yeah again just kind of like I guess strings to the bow is not the not the phrase. Um, but yeah, the cafe was really, really getting me down. And then I got friendly with one of the girls that um started working there with me. And after a few months, she had said that she was gonna move to London. And I'd been looking for other jobs because I obviously was like, I need to get out of the cafe, but I wanted to go into something that was more tailored towards health and well-being, like something that I actually was interested in. Um and she was like, I'm going to London, like you should come with me. And I never had any interest in London. Like, I'm not a city girl at all. I still, being over here and enjoying it, I am not a city girl. Like, it's just not, I will never appreciate, like, big, tall buildings. It's just not me. Um, But I, you kind of underestimate how much greenery and stuff there is over here. Like, there is green spaces, how active people are over here. Like, in my head, I was just thinking city and that's it. Um, but she was one of my really, we were really, really close. So I was like, you know what, that actually would be good crack. So let me look up jobs and see what's going. Cause there's absolutely nothing in Dublin for me. Um, and it just seemed like there was a bit more there. So I was like, ah, screw it. Let's go. Like there's nothing holding me here. Like I was like, I, I'm done with Dublin, like for the time being anyway, like I love it a bit. So I will definitely be back. But I was just like, there's just nothing here for me anymore. So, um, yeah, we just kind of decided to to go and we kind of said we go in January I left the cafe at the start of November I think because I just wanted a couple of months to just um to look for jobs and just kind of breathe and at that stage I really was like I can't actually work here anymore I was losing my mind so I was like for my own well-being I need to leave before it's too late um so I did and um thankfully secured a job before I actually went over Mm-hmm. and started that at the start of December um and then yeah we moved over in January so yeah it's it's funny how you know it, things sometimes don't happen for a very long time and then they accelerate and suddenly it's like we'll do this and it happens now and then out of nowhere you're in London even though it's something you 
we're thinking about as in moving maybe not specifically London but traveling or moving it has been something that was on your mind for a good few years at this rate and then suddenly it all comes together um but you know you you mentioned a little bit about moving out in Dublin and I think it's something Mm -hmm. that we're talking a little bit more about because of how difficult it is or 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 how you know a lot of people and and rightly so unfortunately are are saying that there's 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 nothing for them in Dublin when it comes to the cost of accommodation and moving out and you were in a very unique position because it was the pandemic and it was everything was a little bit easier to accommodation was a little bit easier to get and stuff like that but I'd love to hear about your experience of what it was like moving you know out for you know 10 minutes away from your house but maybe I guess for when it came to your ability to to make friends in a different capacity and how that kind of worked with your head like you were still in Dublin so it was still home but you weren't at home did you find that to be a difference or was it kind of the same or what was that experience like oh yeah honestly it was a massive difference um I think like don't get me wrong my family life I'm again I'm blessed we all get on super well like very happy at home my parents and my brothers are amazing but I think just after the pandemic, I just was so, I was, I've always been independent, but I think something was restricting me. And then even just the classic, you know, like I'd make my dinner and it was just like, oh, you, oh, that's fine. Aoife, I'll clean that up for you. And I was like, no, no, I just want to eat it while it's hot and then I'll clean it up myself. I was like, let me be, or like being like, you know, your room's a mess. And I was like, why does it matter? You shouldn't be in my room anyway, that, that kind of thing. <laughs> um, But yeah. And then just the, the I just I, I really just felt like it I think everyone has kind of their time where they just feel like okay now it's time for me to move out and um, like my I think my brother moved out when he was like 21 whereas like I moved out when I was what 20 25 how old am I now 25 yeah by 25 um, and like like I said I got really lucky like it was literally the first place I saw and they got loads of responses they told me afterwards and um, my friend Nora rang me up to like have a chat with me over the phone and show me like a video of the place and I was like yeah that's really nice and me and her got on well on the phone and she we had one kind of mutual friend um and they offered me the apartment and I just accepted it straight away because it just felt like it was kind of meant to be the two of the girls had um were personal trainers and they were also uh Pilates um teachers so and I was in the middle of studying that at the time like I had just signed up for that and yeah just because she knew that we had that common connection and stuff it just seemed like the the right fit um but it definitely it shifted my independence hugely even like like even like dating when I lived at home I, I don't know it was just what like I just felt like a child I was like this is bizarre like my parents don't need to know if I'm going on like a first date like it just doesn't need it's just not information they need to know so um true. yeah yeah it's just bizarre but it like you just grow up so massively when you move out and like now I don't know how bad it is now compared to obviously when I was living there and like I said I got really lucky and my rent was actually good I lived in a box room but like it was a gorgeous apartment um and I think like for me anyway like I obviously was working in the cafe I was working a lot of hours I'm a really good saver but like I think at the end of the day when it comes to rent and stuff like when you move out when you have rent to pay you're gonna make it work I think a lot of us have like a really big fear that when we move out they're gonna be like I'm broke I'm broke I'm broke you might be broke but in a sense like it's gonna be the same as you are now because you're probably just kind of you know you're you're 
comfortable now at home. Whereas like if you move out, you're going to make it work because you know that your rent is coming out. You put that aside and then you just adjust the way that you live a little bit. Yeah. Um, but again, I, I'm lucky in the sense that like I don't like I don't spend a lot of money on things either. So like it does suit me. But um, no, definitely huge shift in independence and like even living with other people. I think that's such a big thing to learn. Like I couldn't imagine ever just like moving in my part with my partner in the future or living alone or whatever. And that be it. I think living with at least one other person, it's just such a massive learning experience. You just learn you learn kind of when to fight your battles if there are to fight hopefully there's none do you know what I mean but you learn how to like look after a place and and how to communicate with people in a different way and um respect people's boundaries and kind of put up boundaries as well because when you're at home in a in like your family like you take everything out in them where you like you'll act whatever the hell way you want yeah because they're your family and you're stuck with each other basically but like you have to learn boundaries and how to kind of you know control your emotions a bit better I guess and like if you are lucky like I was like we all became friends so if anything happened I could always go to them but also you had that I was able to kind of take myself into my room and just have my alone time and be like I don't feel guilty about going into my room either you know like you do have to find that um that kind of balance um, and it seems something so trivial like it's so simple but like it really is different than living at home and I think like people always are saying oh I'm gonna go travel to find myself or whatever but I just think even moving out just makes such a big difference to your personality and and like how you can develop absolutely Uh, it's really interesting because I obviously knew you during this kind of transition and I saw the kind of Lisa life having the opportunity to move out gave you particularly Mm -hmm. when you were working so many hours it was the pandemic like it like it was inspiring to me because I was like geez like that is possible it is possible to move out in Dublin if you if you just figure it out in your own capacity now it is different now and I definitely think you know you did mention like it's a privileged position to have options and to have choices mm-hmm. and, that, and I always want to recognize that on this podcast because you know it's important too but that doesn't take away from the fact that it was a big deal and it did matter and you did make it work for yourself and it did kind of change you know change you for for want of a better word and God gave you that independence that I sometimes I feel like we don't necessarily know we need until we have it and that's mm-hmm that's when you get on with your family and you, you know like we had all lived together for the pandemic and things like that sometimes it's very easy to get comfortable with that and it's a beautiful thing but it is also developmentally it's it's really important I think anyway like like you said I, I moved out really when I was 18 to go to college and like that changed who I was as a person it gave me a real love for independence and I do think you know mm-hmm. you mentioned there having roommates and housemates like I had that in college and I, I don't now and I definitely miss that I definitely think the company that either a housemate or family gives you on your best and worst days balances it out and that's something that I think like you said getting the experience to to control your emotions to have boundaries to um, appreciate other people's boundaries is something you can really get mm-hmm when you put yourself in a situation to learn those lessons um yeah you did that and you did a couple a little a good few months in Dublin you continued working in mugs and then like you mentioned previously you decided it felt quite quickly at the time I remember the messages coming through being like yeah, I'm going to London in January and we we're like wait what and this was about the same time that I had moved to Westport um and you were suddenly then like in London and you'd quit your job you had got another job before you moved there and like you said you you are not necessarily a city girl London wasn't really on the cards but somehow 
and for some reason or another you ended up there and I only went to go see um to London a few weeks ago and I got to meet meet you there and see what life was like and a little bit of yeah hearing your perspective of it but I'd love for everyone else to get a chance to hear it as well so you know having moved over there about a year and a bit ago what are like how has it been how has London been for you yeah it's been great I mean I think like moving over initially it's always exciting but daunting at the same time um like like kind of what you're saying there like now that you've moved like you're living on your own it kind of forces you to be more social in other aspects as well so like the job I got I was working remotely and like I'm absolutely blessed that I got it before I went because it took a lot of pressure off and so me and Chloe went over and like god bless her to be fair we stayed in an airbnb for two weeks like two separate airbnbs while we were looking for accommodation so that to be honest that was probably the most stressful thing was trying to find accommodation because it's such a big city like we you're going to be on the outskirts but you don't really know what is too far on the outskirts as such like people have given us recommendations and stuff but you just don't really know the areas um and obviously rent and stuff is absolutely extortionate over here because it's not just your rent, you have water bills and then you have your gas and electricity and then you have council tax and it all just adds up like hugely. Whereas like generally in Dublin, it's like your rent and your bills and that's it. Um, so we moved over and God bless her, so grateful for it that she was searching for a job and apartments at the same time while I was like working in the flat on the first two weeks. Um, so she was great for that. Now the one that we ended up um, taking, I ended up going to the viewing with her because it was on a Saturday. Um, but like even our first night when we stayed in the Airbnb, like we slept on the pull out couch together because we were just like, this is wild. Why did we move like such children? We were just so like just a bit like shook from the whole process because I think we just realized, oh, God, we actually have moved like this is where we live now. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we were so we moved over to Stratton Common. So it's like southwest. Um would be a great spot like we were lucky we were beside a green thank god if I wasn't right beside that common I'd honestly lose my mind um but it was it's a little bit too far out in the sense that where we are like you need to get a bus to a tube so like it did take an extra 20 minutes half an hour on top of everyone else's journeys when like you were going to meet people and getting around the place um and now I've since moved now and I'm living in um Tooting so I'm beside um Tooting Common which is again an absolute dream it's literally it's huge common right beside uh, my house which is <laughs> makes all the difference you saw it when you came over I brought you around um but yeah it's been class I think the hardest thing for me when I came over was obviously that I was working remotely because at the end of the day like you're like when I went to Glasgow and when you went to co- when anyone goes to college um and goes into you have no choice but to mingle with the people that you're in the course with and it, you're, it's generally like-minded people and stuff so like you you are thrown in with people and same if you get a job like you're thrown in with those people that you work with you're not necessarily going to be best friends with them but a lot of the time you do make good friends from your job and um, whereas I was working remotely and there were I think four other girls that started at the same time as me um, and I knew that one of them was in Brixton so she was like a 30 minute bus away from me so as soon as she told me that I was I messaged her basically straight away and was like oh like when I move over like do you want to go for coffee like I was like I, I'm gonna lose my mind um and the job because it was booked in appointments there was quite a lot of like spare time which was great um but I think it took me a really long time to realize that like that spare time it was spare time like 
I kind of felt that guilt of not doing anything in that spare time when realistically I could have gone and lay on the green if I wanted to. Like in reality, do you know what I mean? If my work was done, my work is done. Do you know that way? Um, but yeah, being remote, it, so it was six months that I was remote. Um, but again, it gave me that push to be like, okay, well, I have to go out and mingle. Um, and like obviously coming over with a friend like you do have that home comfort so it does make it easier like you do instantly have that one good friend there anyway so when times get tough like you have them to talk to mm-hmm. um, but I joined a football team straight off the bat um, of course <laughs> um, so I joined Round Towers I think they started at the end of February um, so probably a month after we moved over and um god I was absolutely terrified when I went to the training because there was like so many girls and honestly I've never met a more welcoming group of people do you know the way when there's loads of people there's always going to be like little clicks and it's not in a way that it's like an in a nasty way that there's clicks people just know each other better like this group of girls like I've been on that night out with them and it doesn't matter who's the last one standing there's always going to be some random person with you like there's no you know like no one's like glued to each other everyone's just a big massive group um so I honestly don't think I would have survived over here if I didn't have um, the football team. Mm-hmm. And I think any time that like I did feel like a little bit isolated, it did feel like a little bit lonely or a bit down because like in that spare time, like during work, when it was quiet, you do <laughs> when you're working at home on your own. I don't know about you, Han, but you do spiral a bit. <laughs> and I did get a bit like, um, what am I doing here? What am I doing with my life? Um, and like start to kind of like, self-attack which for no reason like there's no there was nothing wrong like I everything was fine like I had an income I was content but like yeah it started spiral a bit so I think I kind of was like I, I can't just have all the free time I'm a social creature I was like I need to start like doing something about that a bit more so I there I got class class and there's a um I went started going to a boxing class on a Sunday um, but downstairs in the in the class, it's like a little cafe and the girl that runs it is actually Irish as well. So even that, like going to the same cafe and saying hi, that person like just takes away that big kind of gap in socializing. Like I still felt like I just needed to see people. It didn't mean that I needed to be like going on nights out kind of thing. I just needed to like have that social interaction. Um, so that definitely made a huge difference. But again, like if I didn't join the football team, Jesus, I, I would have lost my marbles. Um and then, yeah, aside from that, though, London's great. Like, there's just so much going on all the time. There's so many people over here. You're constantly being introduced to, like, other people's friends. Like, I think something that, like, I'd say everyone that's probably been on this podcast and everyone that's moved away or been away knows that the Irish community do really take each other under their wing. Like, I can't emphasize that enough. Like, I, we're everywhere. <laughs> like, we're so welcoming. And I don't know... Like, I wouldn't have necessarily, not that we're rude, when I was back in Dublin, I would always consider us friendly people. But, like, I've never experienced that kind of welcoming feeling as I have being away from home now. And, like, even around my mom and she was like, you've never sounded more patriotic in your life. She was like, you're obsessed with the Irish. And I was like, I know, but we're great. <laughs> like, um, but, yeah, I think, like, having the Irish community over here is has made a massive difference um, to my experience. Um. But yeah, it's just, there's so much going on here. There's constantly, like, people are constantly, there's so many different clubs. Like, even the only thing that I think is really hard over here, especially at the start, is, like, money is tight. Um, and when money is tight and socialising is generally going for drinks, like, 
it does it, it's hard to balance like being like I'm gonna go I really want to go and meet new people and mingle but I also haven't got the funds to do that like as much as I'd like to be doing it kind of thing and um, so that balance is really hard and I think that's a, a really big difference I noticed with here and at home like even like if I was going to meet you at home or any of my friends like we'd probably go for a walk up Kleine Hill or like go for a swim or something like that that's not really here like it'd be like let's go for a pint or let's go for dinner and like I love going for food but like I can't do that like during the week and at the weekends and like if you wanted to go for a walk you have to go to get to that walk do you know what I mean like it's not as easily accessible to do those things um but no it's a it's a it's a great place like I'm not in the actual city so like it's I'm on the outskirts of it but like it is it has been really good fun um but yeah yeah I love it it's it's interesting because I guess the reality of the costs and the activities and things like that that's the same I guess anywhere we go really you know like whether it's you know obviously there are places in the world where it's you know Bali or Thailand or places like that where it might be a little bit cheaper to do these things paying for rent and working and you know Mm. it's 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 something that unless you're traveling if you're emigrating you are doing those things no matter where you're going um and that reality of it is you know I guess important to remember when people are are going or emigrating or thinking about emigrating is that there are still bills to pay there are still things to be done but that doesn't make it good bad or indifferent it just makes it reality um and I think it's really cool to hear you know again like you said before this this like running theme and thread of the Irish community abroad I love hearing (laughs) I love hearing more about it because to me it just gets me thinking about how we can potentially in the future embrace that more on in Ireland because it's obviously so so huge abroad and everyone you hear the Irish accent your best friends already and it's really special I don't know if that's the same with other cultures or other countries um and they're kind of expat things I don't Mm -hmm. know I know from our experience that it's just really strong and it's great to hear that I think you know a couple of other people who have been on before have mentioned particularly the GAA scene abroad and like you know we have a mutual friend now who's from me (laughs) who is now over in London and like we know a mutual friend now playing on the same team that you playing in London and that's just goes to show how incredibly small um this country is and how connected we all are in some way shape or form but you know to talk a little bit more about kind of the settling in and, and the friends and things like that I think it's important to to talk a little bit about the kind of reality of how you may have dealt with some of the kind of harder parts of moving over and if there were hard parts like you probably had uh like you mentioned the adjustment period finding accommodation um maybe a little bit of homesickness I'm not sure if you felt that is there has there ever been a time that you've regretted it or has it always been like guns ahead this was the right decision yeah no I definitely never regretted it um and even like when I look back on certain things like I say like I don't like saying I regret my master's because I think like you learn something from everything that you do so I think like in a way half the things that we see as negative are really positives mm-hmm. um so like I definitely don't regret anything like I'm having a great time there was nothing holding me to Dublin like there's nothing holding me to Ireland I absolutely love Ireland a bit um the people are great but like I have that bit of Ireland over here now and all I've gotten so far is like I've had experience in a new job like I've met all these great people I've put myself out there a bit more like I'm being a bit more brave I guess than I feel like I probably was a bit kind of I don't know I got a bit stuck in a rush for a bit when I was in in Dublin and I generally am quite an outgoing person so I feel like I 
coming over here has helped me again with that um but yeah it's not easy and it's it's definitely not for everyone like you need to be in the right headspace to move and I think a lot of people move when they feel like crap and mm-hmm. that's not necessarily the best time to do it either um but again like I said sometimes like certain people just need to move out of home or you know just kind of deal with their own kind of personal issues before they do it but yeah the the settling period was definitely difficult just in terms of finding an apartment again got lucky um I actually got my contract went off in or went eh, my contract was up in June and they weren't able to extend it so that was super super stressful um because we got given like a week or two's notice like to actually confirm that and I'd already booked a flight home for a week um because I hadn't been home yet I'd been gone six months and I hadn't been back at all and I really wanted to see my dog um so thankfully I booked at the right time now the company actually got me a, a, a different role in the company so I'm face-to-face now which is great um but that was like a serious moment of like a reality rea- reality check of being like oh Jesus right if I don't have a job like there's only like I won't be able to pay my rent like I'm gonna have to move home but I can't move home because then Chloe's gonna be stuck with my rent like what what are we gonna do kind of thing um and it that, that's the thing I guess when you're at home it's very easy to um like if 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 you get on with your family and stuff you have that fallback if things go wrong you can just move back in with your family and of course like I could go home and move back in with my family if anything went wrong but like it is a huge jump and I would have left her in the lurch and like it would have been chaos um aside from that though like there is periods of like you do feel lonely like even when you're around people you do feel lonely because it's it takes a really long time to make like good solid friends where you can just sit in silence or like sit and watch a movie and it's not like an effort to hang out with them um and I honestly feel like it took me probably until like September um to to actually feel like fully settled if not like even longer than that mm-hmm. um because like especially with football there was like new faces coming and going and there's everyone has so much going on that you're not necessarily seeing people as much as you'd like to to like make those friendships like really solid or like there's loads of different things you want to try and again trying to balance it all out is can be really difficult and um, so you do have that, those periods of being alone like even when you're surrounded by people and that's just reality and I think you just have to take them with a pinch of salt as well mm-hmm. um and then when our lease was up for our flat as well like finding somewhere new was also like again coming down to the flat again was quite stressful but like even thinking about moving in with two random people as well I was like that's a bit that this could go very badly wrong now thankfully my flatmates are dead sound really get on well with them but um you know that was super stressful in itself but generally I think just like the main things I really miss about home and what I notice and (laughs) Chloe used to laugh at me a lot as well but I always used to say like I can never see the sky properly over here. Like when it's dark, I was like, why is it not just black? And she was like, it, it's dark outside. And I was like, no, but you can, it's just clouds. Like you can't see the like black sky. Like there's constantly that layer of smog <laughs> in London. <laughs> um, So like definitely miss that like blue sky, clear skies back home and the sea. Like I really, really, really miss the sea. Um, and like Kleine Hill and stuff like all those places that were really really accessible that I never took for granted like I always was so appreciative of having them but like I really do notice not having them here um and my dog obviously being at home is just being so annoying 
making me so sad I miss her so much um but yeah I think it's good I think like obviously I miss my friends my family as well but like I think I've gotten past that stage in my life finally where I'm not freaking out being like oh I'm not getting FOMO about every little thing like do you know what I mean I think it's so easy there's so many different facets of life and like you know like you could have like a really good family people are like everyone's so different and I think we get so fixated on the idea of you know someone's off doing something I should be doing that like literally I listened to your first episode of your podcast and um Ash was talking about all the places that she's been traveling to and I was like oh my gosh I haven't been on a big trip in so long like what am I doing why am I why do I go into a job why did I move country like I can't go on this big trip and I started to have like this big thing of being like oh, I should be traveling more but the same way like you know you know you might have found love and someone else has got a mortgage like everyone's on different steps of the ladder and like it's I think it's really easy to like classic the grass is always greener literally greener fields um (laughs) but like it's very easy to look at someone else's life and see the things that you don't have but you don't see the things that you do have that they may not um like there's someone's always going to have something that you want or what you're working towards like you can't necessarily have it all at once at all times and um, so I think I've, I, I don't know how I couldn't really tell you how but I think I finally have kind of come to terms with that a bit more and being a, able to be a bit more accepting of that and that like kind of looking at okay if I am looking at Ash and like her travels mm-hmm. and how incredible it is like what can I do now to kind of satisfy whatever that is and like I've decided that this year like while I am flexible enough that I can do little weekend breaks and stuff I'm gonna start booking in more trips and mm-hmm. um, where finance obviously allows but you know what I mean like I'm gonna like I don't know what I've been waiting for for so long like I feel like I wasted time while I was in the cafe when I could have gone away for weeks on end like I had that flexibility and like it's just a matter of kind of just focusing on where you're at as opposed to like looking at everyone else around you you know absolutely it's a case I guess of being where your feet are and it's so easier said than done and you know it's 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 so I even find having these conversations and doing this podcast in the first place that I can't help but compare myself to my guests because that is part of the Mm -hmm. process and I find you know myself comparing my story to everyone else's story and that I think that's really natural I think it's part of the human process is to to compare and to try to imagine what life would be like if you had their life or a different situation and I think the time it gets kind of you know hard for you or the time it starts to hurt you is when you let it go on too long without bringing awareness to it I think you know awareness having the awareness of the comparison is what can protect us against it because it will always Mm -hmm. be there there will always be someone who is doing something different or like you said has a mortgage is married has a baby is traveling the world when you're in your 20s and 30s there are so many different ways you could go and there's this concept in this book I read recently it's the idea of trying to make decisions and it was like there's a no lose mentality or a no or a no win and the no win means that no matter what option you choose you don't win but whereas you choose the no lose it means that every option you you choose you don't lose and the idea of it is the kind of thing that it gives me great peace <laughs> because I need <laughs> I need that reminder that no matter what option I pick and no matter when I pick it I can't lose because it's just another option and I think with this kind of comparison thing it's always going to be there and you know it's just it's just another reinforcement of this conversation that you know I could look at you and when I went to London 
you know, I had the best couple of days in London a few weeks ago. Like I had never really been there when I was an adult and I fell in love with it. Like I thought mm-hmm. it was the people, the friends, the opportunity. It gave me a vibe that I kind of didn't even think I needed a reminder of. Um, mm-hmm. It kind of opened me up to the opportunities that are around the world that I guess I was still kind of living a little bit more narrow than I expected because I hadn't really been exposed to other things. And that was because I had been in Ireland, um, in Westport, particularly over the last few years. And it's been amazing. But having those little breaks and those kind of circuit uh, breakers gives you that opportunity to compare. And sometimes it's not the bad thing. It's the good thing to give you the opportunity to just, again, for the a billion time that we'll never stop doing is question things. And there's no yeah, absolutely. doing a little, little bit. Um, but, you know, you mentioned London obviously and it's going really well and I'm so glad to hear that and when I went to go visit to see you (laughs) it was so great to see you and just see your life there and to try to get an understanding of it again for my own internal process (laughs) Um, (laughs) when it comes to you living in London and looking home and looking at Ireland um, is there some is it a place where you believe that there will be opportunity for you in the future and can you see yourself ever at home again god I hope so (laughs) yeah um I can't imagine myself settling anywhere but Ireland like I am like I do love the place I really do I love the sea I love the people and I think it's just been nice being over here that I've been exposed to more than it's funny because like I'm obviously in London but I almost feel like I've been getting more of Ireland if that makes sense because I've been exposed to the people all the girls I've met on my team there's like one girl from Dublin and everyone else is from outside Dublin and I think like people are laughing being like you know some I think my brother or something was like you moved to London and all you've met are Irish people and I'm like yeah but I still wouldn't have met those people had I been where I was so it doesn't actually matter so um I don't know what job will be in my future because I think one of the things I've really learned recently is I'm I'm just not career driven and like I've actually accepted that that's absolutely fine Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's way too much pressure on people to like feel like they need to kind of figure out that path and like what they should be doing it kind of comes back to what you were saying as well about like your 20s like there's no timeline for you to do any of these things like you could be in a job for five years and then quit and go traveling down do you know what I mean Um, so like I don't know what my job in the future will hold Um, uh, but I definitely can't imagine myself settling anywhere but Dublin and I think if I did my parents would honestly have a stroke and so um but yeah again like there's I haven't been everywhere so like I don't know I could end up being somewhere else that I absolutely love and it definitely won't be London but I also know as well that at the moment I'm not ready to settle anywhere like this is not where I'm going to be long term but also I'm not ready to be going back to Dublin and so yeah like I've always loved Ireland. I've always loved Dublin. Um, but it's given me kind of a fresh perspective on how to approach it as well. I think bec- when you move country, it's really easy to be like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that because you don't know anyone. So like like I said earlier, like you don't have that kind of people's expectations or people's perception of you because they don't know you. Like, you know, when you, you meet someone that you've known for years and you kind of go back, you kind of almost revert back to the person that you were when you knew them when you were a kid. Yeah. Like, I think if I go back, I'll be more inclined to be like, okay, I'm going to go back and start playing tennis again. I'm going to, you know, throw myself into football a bit more. Like, I'm going to try new things. I'm going to go explore Dublin a bit. I don't know Dublin at all. Like, it's embarrassing, but I actually don't. Like, because I always spent my time in the South Side. Like, and I just, I, I have my routine and I was content with it. But I think if I went back, I'd be more inclined to like go around Ireland or like explore 
new places, try new things, try and even meet new people, like, you know, as opposed to just being just in my comfort zones. Um, but again, like when I go back, I just, I, I feel like everything's going to be the same in a nice way. Like, I think that's the, a wonderful thing as well that like, you know, hopefully all my friends will still be there. But like, you know, things will be the same in the sense that like Dorky will still be Dorky. Like it'll still be the little village that it is, that kind of thing. Um, and you'll, I'll be able to just kind of slap back into that. But when that'll be is um, another question. <laughs> and I guess the main thing that I'm trying to reinforce it myself and I guess everyone's like you don't have to have that answer right now like there's this is a thing where it's like we're, I feel like we've been plagued and it's through no one's fault of our own is this how we've grown up of always like thinking that we needed an answer and I think the most liberating thing in the world is when you allow yourself to change your mind and to to change it again and again and again uh, and change that answer because it just I feel like that is gives you the more capacity to to enjoy it all in the process let yourself change your mind but you know coming towards this end of this conversation you have obviously had so many experiences you've lived in different places you've thought of different things different career paths is there any bit of advice that you would give your younger self if you knew then what you now know oh god um oh geez I'm gonna sound like an absolute cliche but to to just to be brave and take the risks um I think I've spent I spent so much time my mum said it when I was a kid as well she was like you wouldn't even like run down a hill you were so like scared that you would fall over like I think I spent so much time thinking about like the consequence like even booking a flight I'm like what if the other flight gets cheaper like in a couple of days and I like put things off it's just like just take the risk like join the teams like if you want to go somewhere it's popped into your head for a reason so like make it work and like that kind of way I think I spend way too much time trying to rationalize things which is obviously good and you need to do that and like you need to weigh up the options for certain things but also I think I might have wasted a bit of time by doing that so I think um I definitely would say just to, to be braver and just throw myself into some more things um so yeah that's kind of what I'm trying to reinforce this year as well that I'm like I said I'm going to book more holidays and um, whether anyone's with me or not I'm just going to book the little city breaks which I've never actually done before but um there's places I want to go so like what is the point of waiting for someone else I'll have a great time if I go myself anyway and then yeah hopefully in kind of a year and a half I think maybe I'll be here a little bit longer and then I think the next step is to Australia so <laughs> Well, there will hopefully be a lot of different podcast ep- episodes between now and then with people living in Australia who have been there, who have come. <laughs> yeah, the lowdown. Use the resource. Um, but listen, Aoife, I have thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. I've got so much out of it about so many different things, particularly about you know changing your mind, but also just making decisions, like just doing things, trying it, realizing that it's not mm-hmm. the be all and end all, um, and that there is capacity to enjoy every single option when it comes to different things you do and you just have to I guess in a way do it and then figure out how it, how you how you get it done and and yeah. know that there's always the capacity to I guess change your mind um and that's something that I really am trying to internalize at the moment is that you know there is different ways to do different things um and comparing ourselves to everyone else's story isn't good for us but it's not the worst thing in the world if we have awareness of it and we and we allow ourselves to 
to question that comparison in the first place and see where it's coming from and then not to forget to I guess live where our feet are and try to be in the moment as much as possible I know that's so hard to do <laughs> everyone who knows yeah. that I am trying to do a little bit more of that but listen Aoife I have seriously enjoyed this conversation and I've loved learning about your little story about London life and everything else in between so yeah just thank you so much for joining me it's been great thanks for having me Han. Thank you so much for listening to yet another episode of Greener Fields. To get involved, follow us on Instagram at Greener Fields and let us know who you'd like us to talk to next. Thank you so much again and I'll chat to you really soon.